What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the ANF podcast. This is your podcast. This is the people's podcast. This is something that you can listen to to help you de-stress. We're here for you spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Um, and we're all about positivity, man. This this whole podcast is about having positive vibes. We are the greatest show on planet Earth. What? Despite the haters. Um, but yeah. Today, it's just going to be a light topic. Like, it's not even a... It's not even a big topic. It's just... It kind of is a big topic to me personally because I just want to address the um, issue of anger management in today's uh, society. Just want to add to uh, that point. I am going to be talking about self-love and loving yourself at the end. So make sure you listen up to that part as well because I think it's a very, 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 very important and it will bring you a lot of value. All right. It ended up into a scrap. Um, that then escalated into people bringing knives and things like that. I've been to, you know, many, many um, basketball games that I've seen in the street where people end up fighting and then end up bringing weapons. Like, it's anger management is a serious issue. And I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about because in our day and age, a lot of people don't want to talk about their emotions. A lot of people would rather just bottle it in um, and then let out an extreme high-intensity level of anger towards someone which who ha- or, or t- towards someone who hasn't actually you know triggered that it's, they they've they're literally taking out their personal angers onto someone else and it becomes a problem we need to get to the point where we are able to express our feelings, express how we feel, and man to man or woman to woman or woman to man, tell someone, hey, listen, um, this pissed me off. And the other person, even if they get mad at you, even if they disrespect you, there's a level of, you know, there's a level of patience, yeah, and a level of um, ability for someone to, to, to to not be angry and to you know, um, just turn away from that situation. And there's this um, idea of if you don't fight the person or if you don't, you know, show that you're a, you're tough and you're strong, then it makes you weak. I think it's the complete opposite. I feel like um, when someone's triggered you and when you've become extremely angry, I think the stronger person is the person who's able to take that emotion and control it fully. Because when it gets to a point where someone is controlling your emotions, you're basically a slave to them. Because they're controlling how you feel. They're literally controlling your actions, how you feel, and what you're going to do about it. And we need to get to a point where this needs to stop because it's happening at a younger age these days, and now kids are turning into murderers. Like, we have kids from the age of 15 carrying knives. Why is this? Why is this? Why is it when, like, someone in a secondary school gets into a fight and um, people just encourage it? Why do people encourage this? Why do people encourage the the thought of violence? Like, I've always been a person who tries to stay away from violence, number one being because um, 
I understand different situations. I understand um, the level of danger I might put someone in or they might put me in. Um, and I'm always, I would rather just be able to talk to this person, see why why I've angered them, sometimes apologize. We're, we're all human, you know. Like, we, let, let's not get this wrong. Like, we're going to get angry at some point towards someone and they're going to get angry at us. But, you know, you're, you grow as, like, you learn from these experiences. Like, when I was a kid, like, for example, in secondary school, I was angry a lot of times, and that was because of a lot of personal issues that I was going through um, in school, and I didn't want to tell anyone, um, which led me to get into fights, which led me to want to be the class clown and shout out teachers, be rude, at te- be rude to people. And just constantly, it was just a negative aura around me. Like, I, gen- like I hated it, but I didn't want to tell anyone I hated it because I didn't want to tell anyone how I felt. I didn't want to tell anyone what I was going through. I didn't want to tell anyone my emotions. And had I, from that a young age, experienced what I, or, or had the experience that I have now, I think I would have had a, I would have had so much. Um, I would have had a, a way better time in secondary school. Um, just just being able to, if I if I was able to just talk about my my problems, I think I would have had a lot of. Um, a lot more friends. I would have had a lot more uh, of a better experience of secondary school, and this is why this is what we're not encouraging kids from young age, even adults. Like I'm seeing grown ass men, like men that are thirty, thirty plus, getting into fist fights. What what is the need? I understand there's certain types of um, situations where you have to get into a fist fight. But 90% of the situations that I've seen, in, like in my experience, uh, and this is all to do with competitive sports, you know, people talking, you know, trash to each other, people being rude to each other, people, you know, getting into arguments and it escalates into a fight. I just think that that stuff could just be resolved so much easily, like so much easier. Like if, if people were just able to talk and say, listen, like you pissed me off here. And he said, okay, yeah, you've pissed me off. Okay, let's just deal with this like men. Like, let's move on from this. Why, why can't we do that? Why can't we do that? The stronger man is always the man that can control his emotions. And that's just one thing I wanted to, you know, just talk about today. And um, just, I wanted to start the podcast off from here because, like, I have a friend who um, is a very good friend of mine. And he's such a nice guy. Sorry, um, the thing messed up for a bit. Yeah, he's such a nice, nice brother. Like, um, and he's so funny, he's so energetic, and when it comes to things like football, he's always getting attacked because people can't take or can't control their anger, and it needs to stop, and that's just what I just wanted to run, uh, you know, just talk about, like, as a little minor topic today. Um, but yeah, that's how I wanted to start the podcast. <laughs> Please, let's not get angry, people. Let's just um, learn to talk to each other. Let's learn to communicate. We are social beings. We are we are creatures that are sociable. Like the, the the more social we are, the better time we have. Like we're people that love to communicate. We love to communicate online, offline. Naturally, is how our DNA is. We are people who like to communicate. And let's not let this anger or emotion control us. Because if you give into this anger and emotion it will end up, you know, breaking you from the inside. And that's something we don't want. Um, 
Give me a sec. My mother is calling me. Sorry. So, yeah. Um, don't let it break you from the inside, man. Like, let's learn to control our emotions. Let's learn to control this anger. Don't let someone else control your emotions. Um, and let's just learn to communicate better and things like that. But basically, another thing I want to talk about today is a very big topic. Um, as a Muslim, as a young Muslim, I'm starting to get worried um, living in London. Reason being, um, now in central London, there's been uh, uh, a stabbing um, from a, a terrorist. That's, uh, that's the only way you can call this person. He's a terrorist. Yeah. And none of the news reporters are ever like going to call him a terrorist because he's not a Muslim. But a white terrorist came into the mosque uh, in London, uh, the central London mosque, and he stabbed a 70-year-old man in the neck. Why? Why is this? Like, I, I, I get really upset when the media doesn't take blame for this. I blame the media for this because the media is brainwashing people about our religion. Look, I'm a Muslim, yeah? And everyone I've ever interacted with and everyone that I'm, everyone that I'm friends with, they know I'm a Muslim, okay? Because they've seen how I act, because they've seen how, how friendly I am and how positive I am, they see uh, someone who's a Muslim or Islam as a positive thing. However, someone who is completely oblivious to that, has no Muslim friends, has never interacted with a Muslim, and hears from the media all this BS about terrorism and we want to take over the world and we want to harm people and we're people that are backwards and we're, we're violent savages. This is what it causes. A 70-year-old man did not need to be stabbed in the neck in a place of worship. If this happened in a church, in a, in, in a um, I don't know where Hindus pray, um, no disrespect, um, what's, it called? what's it called, what's it called, what's it called, in a temple, yeah. If it happened in a church or a temple and it was done by a black guy or it was done by a Muslim guy, the media would blow up. They would blow up and they would say, look at this terrorist, he learned this from his religion. Let's just understand that there's bad people in this world. Can we not understand that? There's good people in this world and there's bad people in this world. And these bad people in the world, there's nothing to, got to do with their religion. They're just terrible people. And let's stop putting Islam in a bad light because I'm, had, like, I'm literally fed up of this because now I'm starting to get worried, like, what happens if I'm praying? Because I've prayed in this mosque a lot of times. And I'm trying to, I'm, I, it's, a, it's supposed to be a peaceful place, not a place where someone gets stabbed in the neck whilst calling other people for prayer. Like, what is this? What is this? And I, and I can guarantee you, I haven't even read the news report, I can guarantee you they've probably given this guy an excuse. Let's, let's have a read, let's have a read. Daniel Horton, who's 29 years old, is accused of attacking um, uh, Rafat Malak at the uh, Regent's Park Mosque in a place of worship. Mr. Malak, who is 70 years old, sustained stab moves to the neck. Um, that was uh, that was inflicted with a knife. Um, now look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. They're trying to give you. So they go, Mr. Horton, who is homeless, appeared at Westminster um, Magistrates Court earlier, uh, accused of causing grievously bodily harm. What? What? Why? Why are you pointing out this guy's homeless? And why are you calling him Mr. Horton? If this was a, like a, a Muslim or another black guy, you would, I, don't, I don't think you would even refer to his name. You just call him a terrorist. This terrorist, this, 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 this evil person, all of a sudden, 
this guy's homeless. He's a homeless man. Like, you want us to feel some sort of sympathy for him? No. If this guy doesn't get life in prison, or if he doesn't get life in prison, then this country is messed up. And that's something I just wanted to rant about today because I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Muslim. I'm a young Muslim living in London. And seeing every time in the media, people uh, portraying us as evil and things like that. Even sometimes when I go to the train and I'm wearing like my thobe on a Friday and people are looking at me different. This has a huge effect psychologically on young Muslims and has a huge effect psychologically on people who are elderly and weak and women because now they become vulnerable to these idiots. They become vulnerable to these people who know nothing about our religion and just heard everything from the media, okay? People like uh, Tony Robinson and people like that, and they they have decided let me take this to my uh, let me take this um uh, uh, let me let me take this in my own hands and let me go hurt some people. This is wrong. Like let's like it's twenty twenty. Can we can we can we take the time to learn other people's religions? Can we do that, please? And at the same time, for those people who are Muslim uh, and living in London, let's try to set a good example because at the end of the day, the media is huge. But what's better than the media? There's more people. So if every single Muslim is doing is like is trying to be a good member of the community, is always being even though this shouldn't like you should never get judged for your religion. I get that, but. Imagine we, we all be like positive people in our community. We're, we're, we're communicating to everyone. We're, we're, we're trying to do our best. And there's many people that do that. There's hundreds of people that do that. Thousands of people that do that. Um, our religion will get seen in a good way. And that's what I think is the only way to tackle this problem. Because the media, they're not going to stop about this. They're not going to stop. They're never going to stop. And it's just sad. It's just sad to see. Um, I hope everyone takes the time to understand our religion and and stop just judging us because it's 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 too much now it's it i've had i've had enough um yeah yeah so um on to another topic mr tyson fury the gypsy king this guy knocked out deontay wilder i can't lie to you i had deontay wilder winning by knockout just because um I kind of like him. Um, I think he's sick. And um, and he's just a knockout artist. So I thought he was going to knock out Tyson Fury. But I was shocked, man. Tyson Fury, like, his story, like, fully, fully inspires me. This guy lost around, what, 65 plus kg in a year. And then fought Deontay Wilder. Not even a warm-up fight. He went to fight Deontay Wilder. Like, literally outclassed him for 12 rounds. Got knocked down twice. But that happens because he's he hasn't been in boxing for a while. Then he re- does the rematch and he smokes him. Like, wow. Wow. I swear to you. like th- These kind of things are like fairy tale stories. And um, it's so good to see because he kept talking about mental health. He wanted to kill himself. He wanted, uh, he was like, he was explaining how a story where he was just driving in a Ferrari or something or a fast car and he was going like, what, 200 plus miles an hour and he just wanted to like smack, smack onto somewhere, like wanted to kill himself and he ended up didn't. But um, yeah, it's such a good story because I can, 
that's something that makes me want to lose weight. That's something that makes me... I've always said I wanted to lose weight. Here's my issue with losing weight, right? I get into this mentality, okay, I'm going to lose weight. Um, let's do this. This is a plan. I fail. I get up. I try again. I fail. I get up. I try again. I fail. Like, right now, I'm on a diet, and I think it's my, like, 30th diet. Like, if anyone could give me tips... I don't know, like, I've had so much tips, like, I can't even, I just think for me right now, this time, I think I'm going to do it because um, it's about consistency and it's about controlling my emotions with food. Like, over the last five years, I've been trying to lose weight. Forget even a lot, five years, over the last 10 years, I've been trying to lose weight. Um, and I've always um, failed and I've always um, got to a point where I failed and then that's the breaking point. And then I'm depressed. And then I eat. And then I get more depressed. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I mean, you got to figure your stuff out. And then I'm like, okay, let's do this again. And then I feel great. And then after two months, I crash. And then I feel depressed. It's just a constant cycle. And what I noticed about it, it was because I wanted to do go from one extreme to another extreme very quick. I wanted to lose weight quick. I wanted to lose weight fast. I wanted to look good, like, in a small, small amount of time. Like, everything was quick. So this basically made me give up when the times got tough because I started to see the longevity. I started to see this is going to take a really long time. I'm really not going to lose weight. And, um, yeah, that's the, that's the problem. And another thing was, like, shout out to my coach, Huggy. Um, literally, he's seen me for the last 10 years going through these, you know, going through these uh, weight loss situations where I tried to lose weight. At one point, I'm going to be honest, at one point, it was 2017, I weighed around 95 kg or 90 kg. That was literally my lowest. I lost about 20 kg. I was gassed. And then I went back to the food. Because food gave me emotional support that no one else could possibly ever give me or no one else could possibly ever understand unless you are obese or um, have a serious relationship with food. I, I still have a serious relationship with food and it's something that I have decided to try to change. Um, and I think this is the main reason why I'm going to lose weight this time. This is this is the reason. Let me give you let me give you an example. Um, sorry, let me give you a reason why. Basically, Huggy, my coach, um, was telling me, uh, like Ahmed, you need to you need to find your why. You need to find your why, and and he kept saying that for years, like, and I never understood what he meant by that. He kept saying to me, you need to find your why. Why is it you're eating? Why is it you're doing this? Like, wh why is it you're exercising like crazy and then go home and eat like crazy? Why? And no one, like, you guys are not really deep. And when, when you ask yourself, why? Why am I doing this? Honestly, like no joke between you and yourself, no BS. You genuinely try to open yourself up and ask yourself, why? Why? And my why was not as strong as I wanted. Like I wanted to lose weight to satisfy other people. I wanted to lose weight because I was extremely depressed. Um, I always tried to put on a smiley face. Um, I wanted 
at that time I wanted um to feel accepted. I was not happy with how I looked. I wanted to um this is when I was a lot younger, like this is when I was like eighteen, nineteen. I wanted to show off to um you know, like um I wanted to show um like girls that I wanted to impress and stuff like that. Um and it was just absolutely absolutely terrible for my mind because I could never achieve the goal because my why was never so strong. It was a the reason for me to lose weight wasn't for me. It was for others. It wasn't for my health. It wasn't for my longevity in life. It wasn't for my mental health. It wasn't for my confidence. It wasn't for any of that. And it was just for other people. I wanted to look good because I maybe like this person and I wanted to look good for her or I wanted to be, you know, accepted in my circle. So I wanted to uh, look like everyone else or every time people went on holiday, I wanted to be able to take off my shirt. And like, I got to a point where I questioned myself seriously, seriously questioned myself. And I broke down. I got serious. I got really upset. Um, I cried, um, I cried for hours, for hours after asking myself why. And it was because ultimately at that time, I didn't love myself and I needed to learn how to love myself like properly for me to be able to lose this weight. And I finally, finally got to a stage where I am happy with who I am in all aspects of life. I am happy with who I am as a person. I am happy with my character. I am happy with the friends I have. I am happy with the positive energy I bring. I am happy with uh, my willingness to learn. I'm happy with failing. And that's a big thing. Like, I'm so happy with failing. Like, I don't care if I fail. I don't care if people on Instagram say to me, haha, you're never going to lose weight. Or if people text me and say, oh, you're trying to lose weight again. Or even some people that I know might say, oh, like, again? Like, really? I don't care. I don't care. Because I got to the point where I'm doing this for myself. And I'm happy. I'm so happy. Like, I got to a point where I was at Egypt um, on the beach. And I would never have done this. Never, ever have done this three years ago, two years ago. A year and a half ago, I would have never done this. I took off my T-shirt in Egypt. I'm still fat, bearing in mind. I'm still obese. I still look terrible, right? But the point was, I love myself. I'm happy with myself. I don't need to impress anyone else. If I'm happy with who I am, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I generally don't care because I'm the one, it's me. It's it's my story. This is my book I'm writing. This is my movie. So when you get to that point, for those people that are trying to lose weight like myself or trying to, you know, be more confident in themselves and uh, be more happy, let's let's just, let's just love ourselves first. We need to be a little, we need to be a little bit selfish sometimes, you know, because a lot of people say being selfish is quite bad. But in life, there's a lot of times where you have to be selfish. And one of them times is 
loving yourself. You, you have to be selfish in that. If loving yourself means you have to cut off a few people because they're toxic, that's what you have to do. If loving yourself means you have to break up with someone in this relationship because that person is extremely unhealthy for your mental health, is extremely stressing you out, then that's what you got to do. If loving yourself means that um, you leave a job because it's causing you absolute like this like distress is giving you a hard time you're depressed you hate it but you just want the money if loving yourself means you have to leave and let that go then that's what you have to do if loving yourself means you want to challenge yourself but your friends don't want to challenge you and you want new friends and you're scared that the, how they react when you start you know chilling with new types of people different types of people then you have to go do that because you love yourself if loving yourself means you you're telling your friends the truth because you love that you are a person with character and you're telling a good friend the hard truth about them that's what you have to do you know when it, like we have a very short lifespan we have a very short lifespan and um within that life just like kevin hart said it, it's a book like your life's a book the first few chapters, you know, you're just getting in, you, you're getting warmed up, you're getting into it, you get, you're getting to understand yourself. And then you've just, you've just got to keep growing and learning and growing and learning. And that's, that's just the most important thing, man. Um, I'm just going to end it there. I don't think I need to say anything else. I think, I think, I think you can learn a lot from listening to what I just said. We all go through things. I go through things. Everyone goes through things. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're fat, whether you're slim, whether you're beautiful, whether you're ugly, whether you're a model, whether you're not, whether you live here, there, whatever, everyone has their problems. And the key to that is just loving yourself. And once you get to that point, I feel like you're successful, man. But yeah, have a good day, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening. Love ya.